trusted voice of truth and light. The narratives that mislead most of us aren't outright lies. They're the deliberate omission of facts that could give us a more complete picture. And a rally point for those who've accepted the reality that they are not sheep. The world needs your leadership, and the essence of leadership is using your influence wisely wherever you happen to be standing. This is The Brian Hyde Show. All right, welcome to the show. I do want to mention that our show is brought to you by great sponsors like you. Yes, listeners who'd say, I enjoy what I'm hearing, or maybe I, even if I don't enjoy it, maybe you're a masochist and it just bugs the crap out of you, but you listen anyways and you're like, I got to get more of it every day. There are those who have not only subscribed to the podcast, but actually signed up to become patrons and support the podcast by, by generously donating whatever they can. Could be a dollar a month, could be $5 a month. Some do $10 a month. I appreciate each and every one of them, as well as Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse, Jeff Staples Real Estate, and the Staples-Turner team at Patriot Home Mortgage. It is Tuesday, 29th of September. I have my friend Gary Welch joining me. Gary, how are you today? Always glad to be here. And as a as the lead wrong thinker, that's, that's how I look at myself, <laughs> as the lead wrong thinker. Glad to represent wrong thinkers everywhere. It is a good day to be a wrong thinker. And, uh, you know, the, the presidential debate is coming up uh, tonight. And I just I, I got to throw this out there. I know we don't spend a ton of time, you know, time talking about, oh, did you hear what Biden said? Did you see what Trump tweeted? But are you going to be watching the debate? Do you have an interest in it? Why would I have any interest listening to two guys lie to me for <laughs> hours on end and then have commentators and the opposite side lie about their lies? Um, debates are just entertainment and, and they hold no value for me at all. Okay, so I'm picking up on a little bit of a vibe here that says um, there's going to be some uh, there's going to be some dissembling. There's going to be untruth. No matter what, no matter who wins, no matter who bests the other, uh, there's going to be a lot of untruth. And I, Gary, I agree. I agree. This is what politics really seems to be. Who who can lie most effectively, and whose lie can carry the day? Yeah, I often say at debates that if if you had a drinking game where you took a drink every time they told the truth, you'd have a very sober night. (laughs) On the other hand, if you were to take a drink every time they told an obvious lie, you'd be in the emergency room probably within the first 15 minutes. Yeah, you'd drown. So um, let's talk about truth and politics, which at this point seems a lot like uh, mutually exclusive concepts. Right. So with that introduction, let me make a really quick, uh, I guess, a disclaimer to everyone. Um, Don't click off. Don't go, oh, no, Brian and Gary's going to go into this philosophical what is truth discussion. I want to hear debate. I want to hear all this emotional stuff. So don't click off. Hang around. Listen, because, yes, this is going to be kind of on the philosophical side, but it is probably going to be one of the most important discussions you ever heard for 2020. I'm just going to go out there and say that. That may sound like a little brag, but it is. If we can understand what is political truth and how to find it, it really does. It's going to solve a lot of problems going into the future, and it addresses a lot of the things that have happened in 2020. Okay, well, let's dive right in then. Um, Talk to me about political truth. 
there's truth and then there's political truth. Um, let's let's get some definitions on the table about what we mean when we say political truth. Are we talking about um, this is what a politician will say? You know, there that's his truth. Now it may not coincide with your truth or my truth, but it's his truth. Um, is there really such a thing as that that kind of subjective truth? In my mind, this actually epitomizes what the wrong thinker is. It's wrong thinking because you are seeking the truth. And if that truth does not fit into a political paradigm, you don't care. I it, There's no right or left. There is no conservative liberal agenda. There's just the truth. What do the facts say? What does the information say? And, and what is telling me is as close as possible that I can get to find the truth. And the 2020 really brought it into clarity because we had some major issues with COVID, Black Lives Matter that have came up. And there are two sides to the argument. There are both sides basically screaming and hollering and, and coming out and saying, this is what we believe in. This is what the facts say. This is what the evidence say. Climate control has been around for years, and there, that debate still going on. And you have to ask yourself, when it comes to what is good for society, what is the best thing that we can do for our civilization, for our society, for our country, you have to be able to discern what is right, what is wrong, who's right, who's wrong, or is there something in the middle where they're both wrong, that type of scenario. That requires a wrong thinker because you do not go with the status quo. It seems like it's a bad habit, though, that we can't seem to shake. And and I say this from the standpoint, I, I don't believe that everybody who thinks differently than me is either stupid or evil. I get it. There are people who legitimately and sincerely believe things that are, you know, 180 degrees different than, than I believe. But but I, I got to admit, Gary, I, I have uh, I have a peculiar distaste for politics. Maybe it's because of the tribal nature that it brings out in people. Election years like this being a you know prime example but I, I, I can't get over the blind spot that I see people indulge when their candidate says something as opposed to the opponent. And I don't know if you and I have ever discussed this before, but one of the, that's exactly the point. You know, George Bush was the darling of the Republicans while he was in office. And then as soon as he got out, they started trashing him right and left. And he's now part of the deep state and the bad guys and everything. Why? Because Trump's in office now and he's representative of us. And Trump can do no wrong to the Republicans. Biden could do no wrong to the Democrats. And yet both of them are incredibly flawed individuals. We, we really get stuck in what I call political party paradigms, the PPP political party paradigms where we say our party's right 100% of the time and there is no wrongs. And even when I contradict myself, I'm still sticking with it. Yeah, that does seem to be the hill that, uh, that people choose to die on. And so as wrong thinkers, and we're trying to find the truth, I think that that is the biggest thing that we're trying to tell everybody is ditch the party part paradigm. Um, what what is it about your party? Now, they try to, perv- to pervade this image, and I think this is one of the fallacies in modern-day politics, although it's probably been around for a while. 
and that is the party infallibility. I call them, I call it the Pope party syndrome. I'm the Pope. I'm infallible. And parties take the same thing. We are infallible. We're never wrong. And just, you know, human reason tells you, well, that can't be. But yet that's the position they take. Well, hopefully by the time our conversation is finished today, we will have uh, helped dispel some of the uh, the erroneous thinking as opposed to wrong think that uh, that people are engaging in and, and give people um, not so much reason to, to turn their backs on politics entirely, but at least to understand if if you're hanging your hopes on a politician, you know, being a straight shooter, you, you're probably uh, you're, you're probably wishing at some level. And it's very critical. This is why I say this is the most important discussion that a podcast or a radio show host could have in 2020, because we're going to be talking about how to find the truth. Because if we don't find the truth, history repeats itself. And we're hearing the rumblings. We're hearing, I know you're concerned and I am concerned about this talk of this is going to be civil war. And, and I'm now just hearing more and more add-ons. Now, if Trump doesn't leave office, there's going to be a civil war. Or if they contest the election, there's going to be a civil war. If we don't get to the truth, we could find ourselves ending up in a, in a situation just like the civil war. Well, and, and on top of it, just to add another layer of difficulty to to all the political wrangling, um, of course, we've we've got uh, the the COVID-19 pandemic, all of the lockdown procedures and various uh, responses that have been put in place, which it turns out there's a lot of deception that is, has taken place there as well. It may not have started out that way or even been intended that way, but I don't see a lot of those uh, public health officials and politicians who backed these really harmful policies willing to give the mea culpa and say, you know what, we were wrong. We shouldn't ever do that again. And instead, they seem to be doubling down. No, 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 we we did the right thing. We just didn't do it hard enough or fast enough. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when we come back from the break. Um, Let's get into that. Let's talk about how do you find the truth? Okay, so we will be doing that. This is The Brian Hyde Show. My guest is Gary Welch. As you heard, he is the chief wrong thinker. He's not pulling rank. He's just saying it's, it's a good thing to do. Maybe like King of the Hill. We'll have a contest at some point. <laughs> Who can knock Gary off the, off the perch there? We'll be back right after this. This is The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show. Hey, welcome back to the show. Our program brought to you in part today by Jeff Staples Real Estate. He is with ERA Brokers Consolidated. And Jeff has reach all over the state of Utah. Now, I know this broadcast goes to places other than just the state of Utah, but for my Utah listeners, you are lucky. Do you realize how lucky you are to have access to Jeff Staples and his real estate prowess? Now, you can go to the show notes at thebrianhideshow.com. Right at the bottom of the, the show notes for today, September 29th, you'll see a link. You click on that, that'll give you all the contact information you need to get in touch with Jeff. And just know he comes with my highest recommendation. If you are looking to sell your home for more or buy a home for less, Jeff's the guy you want to have on the job. 
I've got to Gary Welch with me today. We are talking about truth. Kind of a strange thing to be talking about in an election year, uh, Gary. And in politics in general. I mean, you know, the old the joke of how do you tell a politician is lying, his lips are moving, right. that type of thing. <laughs> you know, it, it's and here's the funny part. This is really what gets me. Eighty five percent or higher. It, it typically ranks around the 85 to 90 percentile of Americans constantly say, yeah, we think politicians are a bunch of liars, that they lie to us, that we cannot trust them, that they're only looking after their own welfare. And yet year after year, we put them back in office and say, we're going to give you the power to do things like lock us up in our own homes and shut down our businesses and and you know allow these riots to destroy our communities we're giving you that power and yet we don't trust you we don't like you and we think you're not looking out after us i find that insane i really do well, and I think that if you look at polls, and I, I, I can't think of one specifically, but it seems like historically, specifically for the last 20, 30 years, you will find that consistently when it comes to uh, who are the people you trust most, politicians are down there. They're below used car salesmen. I mean, they are they exactly. are like bottom of the list. And yet we do what they say. That's the part. That's the disconnect I'm not seeing. I strongly disagree with this politician. I don't believe a word he's saying is true, but he says, I have to do this, so (laughs) I guess I better do it. And I think that that is like a a major goal for wrong thinkers and, and you as, you know, like the voice for us to come out there and simply say, you you think this is a status quo and this is the only way because you look at the Republicans and they lie to you. You look at the Democrats and they lie to you and you go, well, that's it. They're all liars and that's my only choice. That does not have to be the status quo. That does not have to be the reality only if we allow it. We're, we are still a country where the people have a voice and a people can shape outcomes. And it will only happen if you say, well, that's the only way there is and not look at an alternative. You know, in business all the time, when things are not working the way that we want them to, or we see something slow and a new technology comes in, cell phones are as a good example. We quickly embrace that technology and we throw out the status quo. We throw, we don't go, well, I wish I could just keep my old phone on the, you know, that old bulky thing on my table because that was so neat. No, man, we toss those bad boys in the trash can as fast as we can get them because the new technology was better, faster, greater, all that good things. And yet in politics, we just simply refuse to look at an alternative, that there might be another way. If, if I, let, let me ask you this. If I told you that we needed to have politicians that we could trust, what would be would you laugh at me? Would you just be like, Gary, you're out of your stinking mind? We need to have politicians that we can trust. No, I think that's actually how it was intended to be. I mean, I, I don't think that's a trick question. Um, okay, but I got to say this. I think that the founders played kind of a dirty trick on us in that the system of governance that they gave us requires us to be informed and to, to be able to discern fact from fiction. They, they, they counted on the voters being smart enough and well-informed enough and having finely attuned truth detectors enough that we would stay on top of it and not mis and not tolerate misconduct or, you know, or um, dishonesty on the part of those elected to represent us. And I think we dropped the ball somewhere along the way. 
And, and that is actually one of the biggest things that I argue about is we got away from the representative and started electing rulers, and we accepted them as rulers. You know, the, this conversation about, like, if Donald Trump uh, doesn't like the election, he's not going to step down and he's going to stay in place. And I just kind of laugh at that, like, well, you know, he doesn't have any choice in the matter, folks. It's not like he could say, I'm not leaving, and we're going to go, oh, okay, Don, stay there, then you can stay as president. <laughs> no, we're going to grab him by his shirt collar and the seat of his pants and throw his butt out. I have to wonder, too, though, um, if whoever is occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is as important as we're making it out to be. And I'm playing into it. You know, I'm talking about, hey, the debate's going on tonight. Now, for the record, I'm not going to be watching the debate. I'm just going to be I'm going to be monitoring my Twitter feed. And in particular, James Harrigan, who's kind of a regular guest on the show with me, he and his uh, co-host, Anthony Davies, are going to uh, they'll be doing a running commentary. And since these guys are pretty funny, as well as being well informed, I feel like if there's something important that comes up, I'll catch it through them. I don't want to hear what the media has to say about it. I don't want them dissecting it and, and, you know, trying to explain to me. Now, this is what Biden meant to say. When, you know, instead he started reciting nursery rhymes or, or whatever. Right. <laughs> I just I, I've never I used to be really into it when I was really deep um, as a as a kind of a I don't know, a self-confession. I, I used to be very deep in the Republican Party. And when I was there, I was very into them. But I always found them to be non-substantive it 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 never no debate that i've ever watched in past 20 years has really came out and said something that changed my mind or solidified what i was going to do nothing ever it's it's they play it too safe well you are i think the the best informed political insider that I have regular contact with. And so I, I love getting to pick your brain on subjects like this because you've you've worked not just within the Republican Party, but within other political parties as well. And it's, uh, you know, if, if anybody, I, I feel like if anybody was going to talk me out of doing anything political or having anything to do whatsoever with politics, Gary, it would be you. But uh, surprisingly, you haven't turned your back on, on the political process. Um, I think I, I think it's safe to say, though, you've, you've gotten a whole lot smarter about how you use your energy and, and your efforts within that process. That's because I believe in the normal members that are involved in politics. And, and just to let everybody know, you have to realize that those of us that are like those who listen to this show, those of you who are active in politics, those of you who participate in political activities and parties, you make up less than 10% of the U.S. And it's, and it's not, I think it's somewhere like 7% is what we are. So that's a very, very small minority. We are a minority in the, in the American system. But I found that the majorities of those people who do that are good, honest men and women who want to do the right thing and are dedicated to, to finding the truth. Just they they belong into organizations that have you know the leadership of those organizations is absolutely corrupt. So we, we've got about a minute before we break here, but but Gary, in in your estimation, where can a person turn? Where can they go to get factual information that's not spun into incomprehensibility? 
Well, that that's easy. That's you. Um, okay. Become a wrong thinker. Right. I, was that was that a, like a sneaky way to get it? Yeah, that was a softball right up the middle. There. No, um, but but there have to be sources besides the the mainstream, you know, heritage media that, that's clearly been in bed with so many of the the politicians. In fact, I guess hold that thought. We'll, we'll come back to it in a few moments. Gary Welch is my guest. We're talking about how you find truth in politics, and I know we might as well be singing the impossible dream to some people, but. I think this is a discussion worth having. We'll be back just the other side of these messages. This is The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show. All right. Welcome back to the show. And by the way, I'm going to open up the phone lines here. I, I noticed somebody was trying to call in earlier. 801-331-8113. So if you've been waiting for the time to call, right now, this is the time. Gary Welch is my guest. We are talking about uh, how to find truth in, in politics. And, and Gary, that, that seems like a very difficult thing these days when, when lying is the norm, or at least distortion is the norm. Let me give you an example. Um Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, passed away recently, and uh, we have heard through various media sources her dying wish was that uh, a new justice would not be seated until a new or installed, I guess, until a new president was there or the whoever won the election. I think I think the the implication was clearly until a Democrat is president, please don't install a new justice. And Kamala Harris stepped up to the microphones uh, within the last day or so. Well, the president and his party have already disregarded Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish. And it's like, OK, um, it's true. They have disregarded that if, in fact, it was her wish. But since when was the, the Constitution you know, part of the Make a Wish Foundation. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not following. And, and that's kind of the, the whole thing that I wanted to approach next is, okay, as wrong thinkers, and this is the again the role of the wrong thinker is you are to go out and to train others about talking about the truth of how to find the truth. And so, one of the things is let, let me put it into a different way for you. So. When the mask issue came out, wear masks or not wear masks, there's data, there's scientists, there are doctors on both sides of this saying it works, it doesn't work. Brian, how do you sort through that information? Did you come in with like a bias and say, okay, I'm only going to look for those things that reinforce that bias? Or did you look at it from a perspective of, okay, let's find out what is real? Well, I, I will readily admit that for much of my life, I've had to bias, and, and I like those things that, that agree with me. Ah, see, I'm right. It feels good. But I've had to learn over time that, that sometimes I have to, to sit back and examine my uh, assumptions and, and be willing to, to look at information that directly contradicts what I believe and weigh it to see, is it possible? Does this hold some truth? And there have been times when I found out, actually, I'm going to have to change my thinking because I've just been exposed to more information than I had before. So 
I, I try to take a more balanced approach now. I'm not as afraid of the truth as I once was. But, yeah, that bias thing is absolutely for real. And that's the part of it is we do. We come into these things with these biases. The 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 way we address it, though, is we I don't want to say you have to have an open mind, but you have to look at the evidence clearly, logically, reasonably. Uh, use your reason is probably one of the that should be a motto of wrong thinkers of just use your reason to figure these things out. And so one of the things that I look at, and, and you can jump in and, and add things if you want, is like one of the things is considered the source. Do they have motivations, biases, and whatnot are they putting it out? The other thing is I look at what is that individual's or that organization's purpose? Are they the type of organization that is truly seeking the good and the welfare of the people? I would more likely trust someone like that than I would someone that, hey, they're only after their own personal goals or organizational goals in that. Agreed. The other side is is consistency. And I think that's one of the biggest things we miss. If, if you're telling the truth, truth doesn't change. It stays very consistent. I want to come back to that in just a moment. We've got Rob on the line with us from Salt Lake City. Rob, go ahead. You're on the air. Well, I mean, you, if you're seeing it, you're looking at these people – about the mask issue, and uh, we're $27 trillion in debt as a nation now at this point. They're pushing these masks. Nancy Pelosi has put us through the ringer in the last four years as Speaker of the House with more false narratives that we've wasted so much time and energy on from day one when this man has taken office. I mean, if that doesn't tell you not to believe it, I don't know what... What will? I mean, I, these are the people that are, if they're wearing a mask, I mean, these, these, these people are and looking for an honest politician. We're never going to get one. As long as we have politicians receiving lifetime pension plans, the creme de la creme health care package, nothing that we have, you know, they're, what they're forcing on us, all the backdoor deals they've gotten, you're never going to, uh, you know, the, the campaign money that they live on. We spend more time on campaigns in this country than doing anything. The whole system's messed up. It's, it's, it's really in bad shape. And, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to see an honest politician. Okay, quick, quick question for you, Rob. You going to watch the debate tonight? You know, I might need to get a little humor watching Joe Biden and some of his uh, thing. I, I already know who I'm voting for. There's, there's no, Joe Biden's been in, in politics and government for 40 50 years, like Nancy Pelosi as well, I, I, there's no way in God's green earth I would put vote for that man. They are the people that have gotten us in trouble. All of these folks that we keep voting in, the same ones, you're not getting anywhere. Did you want to get an honest politician? Change them out regularly and not have them be there for a long period of time to get comfortable. That's the motto I live on. Okay. Rob, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sounding off. Gary, I want to give you a chance to respond to anything you would add. Oh, that's a that's actually a very perfect lead in because the other side of that is the person that is delivering the message. So here's a little thought game I want to play with you guys, especially those of you who are really dedicated to one particular party. 
And, and Brian, I'm going to address it to you, but everybody else play along with me. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. You are in a lifeboat and in this lifeboat is 30 days worth of food for one person. Now you've determined that before you can reach a shoreline, which, which will be able to save you, it's 30 days away. There's two of you in the boat. The other person is sitting in that boat with you and they have a knife with them. And they say to you, you know what, Brian, we, we, I want to work together. Even though that cuts our chances by 50%, I want us to work together. I think we should work together. So why don't you go to sleep and I'll take the first watch. <laughs> Tell me, name me the politician that you would feel safe in that position. One politician that you said, yeah, that I would put this guy in that position and I would go to sleep feeling safe. Ron Paul. Okay. Hands down. But but then again, I'd have to qualify. It's because he's less politician and more statesman. So for those like those of you that are like hardcore into your party, I mean, would you could you name someone like that? Could you could name like a current political figure that's in government today that maybe um, ran? Um, I don't know. Actually, that's been some of Actually, it's, it's the closer you get to to home, the easier it becomes at the national level. It's pretty tough. Um, you know, there it's just not to say that there aren't some good ones out there, but it's just they're so rare. It, it's really hard to tell closer to home. You know, I, I know of representatives here in, in my home state of Utah that uh, I think are good, honorable, trustworthy people, even if they don't always do what I think, you know, is is what they should do. I don't see deception on their part. But, man, it seems like, Gary, in, in politics, if you want to if you want to get elected, you can't be absolutely honest and you would actually know more about this than i would because i think you've you've helped out on a lot of political campaigns can a person be 100 percent honest with the electorate and expect to to be electable yes they can but we we have to do a fundamental change now uh we you wrote a book called embrace capitalism and in that book we actually talked about the patriot politician and the patriot politician is an individual that is that that says what we call the servant leader. I'm not here for myself. I'm not here for my donors. I'm not here for corporations. I'm here for my constituents. I'm going to do my job. And when I do my job, I'm out. That's what we're looking for. And and the, the, the reason for that little game that I played with you is to get you to think about this. Here's something that I'm going to tell you that may stun you. Corrupt politicians come from corrupt parties. There is no exception. If you see corrupt politicians, they came from a corrupt party. Get over it. Wow. Okay. On that note, we are going to take a very quick timeout. Gary Welch is my guest. We'll be back just the other side of these messages. is The Brian Hyde Show.
balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. This is The Brian Hyde Show. Hey, welcome back to the show. Just want to give a quick shout out to the Staples Turner team at Patriot Home Mortgage. That would be my friend John Staples, his lovely wife Heather, and Patriot Home Mortgage, which started in St. George, Utah. Nice, humble beginning. They are now 23 states strong. And if you are in the market to either uh, refinance your existing home loan or perhaps to go shopping for a new home, you want to get yourself pre-qualified, these are the folks you want to talk to. You can go to staplesmortgage.com, staplesmortgage.com. And when you talk to them, be sure to tell them, hey, I had to check you guys out. Brian has said good things about you. Just want to see if they're true. By the way, you'll find out it's true. It's all true. But it's important that you let them know their advertising message reached your ears. Gary Welch is my guest. And uh, our, our, our fellow wrong thinker as we uh, as we examine truth in politics and Gary, as we went to break, uh, you had posed a question. Re- refresh my memory and refresh the listener's memory and, and, and we'll tackle it. Well, it's actually more of a statement in that corrupt politicians come from a corrupt party. And then I always back that up with if you have a corrupt party, the only thing you will get out of it is corrupt politicians. But I guess the question would be, if you are seeing corrupt politicians, you are blaming, you know, well, it's the politician, it's government, it's that. But nobody looks at the party. Would you agree with me in that where is the problem is maybe with the political parties? Um, Yes. And I I have to admit, you know, I've, I've been a part of the partisan stuff for a long time as well. But uh, once it was explained to me, this was by someone who was was fairly involved in party politics at the county level. And she very matter of factly just said, look, the reason parties exist is to get people elected, which at the time struck me as kind of a Machiavellian thing, because uh, I I thought they existed to do the right thing. Nope. It's about getting people elected, which means ultimately it's about power. So I want to throw a question back at you and just pose the, the prospect. Is it possible for there to be a party which exists for the purpose of getting people elected that nonetheless can do the right thing as opposed to simply what Machiavelli would do, which is whatever works? There is. It would have to be a ground up, though. I belonged. I have belonged and participated in um, four different political parties, one major and then then three third party organizations and within all of them all of them i saw that mentality i saw that corruption i saw how these things can even get out of control with well-intentioned people because they didn't put the right things in place because they didn't understand the way you know they didn't have the right motivations and most of them are based on we want to make our party successful. It's all about the party. It's all about the party being successful and and being you know right. It's like our team. We take the sports approach to it. Yep. We can do no wrong. It's our team, right win, or wrong. Win, win. Yeah, and and winning and and to like what you had. I had that same experience. In fact, that's when I left the Republican Party. When I was talking to a high level state Republican operative, and he told me, he goes, Gary, you just don't get it. You tell the people whatever they need to hear so you can win. And then once you win, you do whatever you need to do 
to stay in stay in government. Wow. And when he said that, I said, I'm out. And I left. Man, that is uh, that's the conundrum, though. Where do we find resources, you know, that, that can can tell us the truth, people that will tell us the truth? And, and by the way, uh, we have to throw this in there just because this being the year of covid um, scientists. Well, I'll tell you what we need to do, Gary. We need to turn to a scientist, somebody who will just, you know, give us the facts, ma'am. Nothing but the facts. That doesn't work so well either. And and don't you see how both Democrats and Republicans have been pointing to that? And they treat it like, well, this scientist or this scientific organization said this. Therefore, it's the truth. And yet, just like with the mask issue, we see totally different outcomes. Very true. So let's let's talk about becoming then the the kind of people who who are better at ascertaining truth, because to me, what what we're talking about here seems to indicate it would come back on each of us. Now, it's great when you have people who agree with you and when you're working in concert with other people. I think we can accomplish a lot. But ultimately, the best truth detector that every one of us um, can possess is, uh, you know, in, in our own hearts, our own minds. Then that is and that's really like my hope and and the thing that keeps me carrying on, because like I said, I believe the vast majority of us, like 99 percent of us want to do the right things, wants what is best for our society. And we are willing and able to look for leaders in in our government that would do the right thing and respect our, our rights. We just get all caught up in this this status quo issue of like, well, all politicians are liars. It doesn't matter who I vote for. I just, you know, I'm going to pick my liar over your liar. I'm going to pick my mistrusting guy over your mistrusting guy. And or other reasons, you know, like, well, hey, it would be kind of cool if we had a black president or a woman president, something like that. And that whole concept of do you realize what power we're giving these people? And these should be people that we could trust. It requires that change in our hearts that we say, you know what, maybe it's time to wipe the slate clean. If we want to look out our window, maybe it's time we wash it and get the dirt off and and be willing to do that. No, I like the idea. So where do you start? How does one do something that, I mean, it sounds pretty momentous. It sounds like um, this isn't something you can just snap your fingers and boom, there's your there's your equivalent or your replacement of these other political parties. Only this time without all the the pesky baggage. How do you go about to creating something that uh, that is is back to, uh, shall we say, the factory settings? There's there is two ways that I feel this must be done. The first is a political solution. We need to change, not just, not like create another third party. That's that's not going to accomplish anything. We need to create a different political organization. You know, it is a political party, but it stands for something different. It stands for its goals are different. Its motives are different. Its processes are different than what we have seen anything in the past. It's got to be something new. The other side of that is, we need more wrong thinkers. And, and I'm, I know that sounds like I'm promoting things, but honestly, you know, I, I don't care. Brian doesn't care. We, we've had multiple conversations on this. 
call it whatever you want. Make it your guy. If you are a podcaster, if you're a person of influence, say that they're, you know, Joe's people or whatever. We don't care. The idea is we need to have more people on the air, more people talking, more people who are influencing others, podcasters, bloggers, Facebook people going out there and saying, you know what? We don't have to accept the status quo. I don't care that it's been going on for a hundred or more years. So what? We rode horses for, uh, you know, a thousand years. We got rid of them when something better came along. Maybe it is time for something better, something that represents the values and principles of the United States. Well, as you and I know, as you know, we've had this conversation. I am 100 percent on board. I mean, I'm in support of this. And, and the question I guess we're, we're, we're examining here and um, we'll find the answer at some point. How do you break people out of the trance or at least out of the habit uh, but I got to go with this party because if I don't, the other one's going to win. At some point, they've got to try something different or do something different or think differently than, than what they've always done. And I'm not sure how we go about that. I mean, I'm open to ideas, but I honestly don't know. One of the greatest lines in a movie that I ever heard came from uh, the bad guy in Ben-Hur, the, the Roman, I can't remember his name right now, but the, the Roman guy that, that Ben-Hur was up against. And he says, he says, uh, Judah, how do you fight an idea with a better idea? Mm. I and like I, it. I was, yeah, so did I. I was like, wow, that should have been the good guy saying that, not the bad guy. <laughs> but yes, that's always stayed with me is that you fight bad ideas with a better idea. And, and as time goes on, we're going to be talking about that. I can tell you one thing. Here's my shameless plug. Become a subscriber. The book, Embrace Capitalism, that Brian wrote, that comes to you as you become a subscriber. That is like the basics, the foundation for becoming a wrong thinker and finding the truth and changing our politics. Okay, go to thebrianhideshow.com. Please take the time not just to check out the show notes, but check out the website. You'll find resources for wrong thinkers. You will find that... uh There's plenty there to keep you occupied, but let's do something. Gary, thanks for spending time with me today. Great conversation. All right. I loved it. This is The Brian Hyde Show.